Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and write into the mailbag, Radio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And my guests this week are members of indie rock duo Prizefighters. They'll join us shortly to talk about their upcoming show, April 22nd, and the release of their first music video for their song, Love Me Not, which I'll play for you later. Plus, my wife caught a home run ball with some uh, divine intervention um, at the uh, at the Mariners game. Uh, it's, uh, it's a story I still can't believe, and I was there. Uh, all that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Cyber Radio. But first, let's kick things off with some shout-outs. I'd like to thank Tasha Smith, the executive director of Rebuilding Hope and the Sex Trafficking Response and Awareness Program in Tacoma for uh, taking the time to talk to me last week about their programs, as well as the Let's Face It walk happening on Saturday, April 21st. Um, I'll have a link in the show notes and you can find that in the event section of Mike Cyber Radio Facebook. That was uh, that was a really good conversation. Um, I'd also like to thank my guests, Aaron, Ryan and Caleb from the Autopod Decepticast, uh, helping us celebrate 150 episodes last week by talking about Transformers the movie. Uh, Episode 56 of their show is out now, and they gave a shout-out back to this show during that episode, so it's all just kind of an incestuous cycle of self-congratulation at this point, Uh, which is fine, because I'm totally into that. Um, And in two weeks, be on the lookout for episode number 58 of the Autopod Decepticast, which, uh, as a reminder, is your minute-by-minute breakdown of 1986's Transformers the Movie. Um, I'll be joining the guys as a guest on their show uh, for minute number 57 of uh, the movie, and we'll be covering the death of Ultra Magnus. Fucking spoilers! And a whole lot more. You won't want to miss that. And uh, and speaking of the Apod Decast, uh, got a lot of great feedback from their listeners and fans Um, including Drew, who writes in on Twitter and says, After this one, you'll have to go by Mike Seibert Radio. Uh, of course, uh, spelled with a C-Y for uh, cyber, you know, which uh, actually not for nothing. That would um, that would probably solve a lot of my uh, pronunciation problems. So um, uh, also the uh, uh, Cybertronic Spree uh, mentioned the interview was Cybertronic. Which, of course, I take as a nod uh, to their original single, Cybertronic Warrior, uh, which uh, you could hear during last week's podcast. So, um, so everybody keeping the pun game strong here. <laughs> 
Uh, Superfan Sean at Serge Bomba on Twitter wrote, Good Lord, two Jim Jones references from the APOD Decast gang in almost as many days? Listen now, other people seeing this. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I mean, we all know by now that Ryan Jett truly aspires to be the cult leader, right? I'm a cult leader, father today, the cult leader, I'll make you pray to me, cult leader. <laughs> uh, Sean also wanted to weigh in on our conversation about the Transformers comic books, uh, saying the IDW TF comics are fun. Even the Hasbro verse changes haven't altered them too much. But yeah, wait for the reboot at this point. Um, he also mentions that Furman's U.S. run was his U.K. run in diet form, and they are still his favorite Transformers comics. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he's spot on. I mean, uh, writer Simon Furman's run on the original uh, Marvel comics are some of the most bizarre Transformers stories you'll ever read. Uh, I mean, basically, Marvel knew the book was on its last legs, so they, uh, they just kind of let him do pretty much whatever the hell he wanted uh, right up until uh, the end of that series. And so, yeah, so he took a lot from uh, his run on the Transformers UK comics which, again, were just freaking bizarre um, and just kind of distilled that down a little bit for American audiences. But uh, but yeah, like like I said, as, as bizarre as those U.S. comics are, I mean, it's like at one point, like Ratchet and Megatron get like fused together into like some hell monster. And there's like a lot of weird time travel where like, you know, Galvatron and Megatron team up and a uh, lot, 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 of, lot of weird stuff. Uh, but again, they're only half as weird as the Transformers UK comics, like where uh, Death's Head shows up, you know, in the uh, in the post movie continuity. It's just um, it's a really strange time for uh, for Transformers stories. So if you if you want something that's uh, um, uh, very much different from the IDW books, then yeah, check out some of uh, some of the old uh, Transformers UK comics and definitely kind of like I'd say like, I don't know, maybe about the the last two dozen issues of the US Transformers comics from uh, the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, and as for the IDW books, yeah, I I, I get where Sean's coming from, uh, but uh, um, I, I was there from issue zero uh, into Infiltration. I, I made it through the Furman run. I saw survived the Mike Costa run. I loved what John Barber was doing with Robots in Disguise. And of course, uh, uh, James Roberts and what he was doing on his run on More Than Meets the Eye is uh, uh, very probably my favorite piece of Transformers storytelling outside of the movie. Uh, I mean, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think more than anything... Um, I, I think I just needed to cut back on the amount of comics I was buying. Uh, one, one of the uh, downsides of being an adult. And, uh, and, and having three ongoing uh, monthly Transformers comics, uh, not including uh, miniseries and specials, uh, that, uh, that seemed like a good place to look. Um, and finally, uh, Skeeter112375 on Twitter wrote, and, uh, and, and you know what, this is why I love Twitter, because you, you could just be, you know, Skeeter112375 as opposed to, uh, you know, like on Facebook, you actually have to 
have a name and and a, a person and all that other stuff. But anyway, they they wrote, uh, Twitter will only let me give this one heart. But rest assured, in my head, I was tapping the heart over and over again. Well, that's um, that's uh, that's very very sweet. Uh, uh thanks, buddy, and and uh, thanks again to everybody that corresponds with me during the week. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome to send me an email, uh, Radio at gmail.com. or you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, all at Mike Cyber Radio. Uh, I I'd say I'm probably the most active on Twitter. Uh, for those uh, uh, direct correspondence, uh, but my uh, my Facebook game is getting a little stronger every day. You know, like on uh, uh, Mike Seibert Radio Facebook, that's where you can find um, a lot of events that I talk about, um, as well as posts for individual show episodes. And then on my uh, personal page, it's a lot of uh, you know, like I've been interacting with family a little more, uh, but I do uh, uh, throw in some hype and some promo for uh, for other. Uh, cool stuff there. Um, up next, it's my interview with the cool folks from Prize Fighters and their song "Love Me Not." Plus, the weekend roundup and more. Don't go anywhere. This is Mike Seibert Radio. Hello, Mike. This is David. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. By yourself? I'm doing good. Well, hello, motherfucker. <laughs> wow, we're just we're just taking the uh, let's swear on the on the internet right off the bat. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you, Mike, you said you know I have a potty mouth. Well, exactly, and you know what? This is the, the internet is the place for prize fighters, I guess. So, <laughs> oh man, so um, so thanks a lot for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, so uh, uh, before we talk about the show coming up on April twenty second, and of course the the new music video, uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves individually and tell us about Prize Fighters and and what you guys do? All right. Well, hey man, thanks for having us on. By the way, it's really cool. You're welcome. Yeah, it it been it been too long. I mean, I think it's been almost a year since uh, since we chatted. It was uh, it was definitely time. Yeah, last May. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name's David Barino. I am the guitar player slash singer of Prize Fighters. Uh, Brianna here, percussionist, drummer, hand drummer, extraordinaire, <laughs> of the Prize Fighters. <laughs> And we also have a third party these days. We finally found our third, which has been amazing. So we'll let you talk to him, too. So my name is Zach Mori. I am uh, Prize Fighters' new bass player, officially. Oh, hey. Well, that literally just happened, like, right two seconds ago. (laughs) Well, well, that's exciting. I got something for you. Live studio audience giving it up for a new bass player. That's that's awesome. Well, welcome, dude. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Very cool, and that's actually uh, something I wanted to talk to you guys about because, like, I know um, the the last time I've been equated with prize fighters and what you guys have been doing, you know, you did the, the duo thing, you know, you've got the, you got the acoustic guitar and you've got the cajon and, you know, you're playing kind of like a, um, I, I guess what we all called kind of like a heavy acoustic type of sound. But I tell you what, I've, I've been uh, trolling you guys and stalking you guys on the social medias. And I see, uh, Brianna sitting behind like a full drum kit. I see, you know, David with a, a guitar that 
looks very electric. And I'm like, ooh, I I think I think these folks are cooking up something uh, for their for their show on the 22nd. So I guess, um, well, let's uh, I, I guess let's start there. What uh, what have you guys been up to? Uh, you know, recently? Oh man, just crazy busy, man. Uh, yeah, we definitely wanted to um, to step things up a little bit. You know, we want to evolve. You know, and I think. Rihanna really, she was like the really one, the one who really wanted to push like being on the drums, and I was like, "All right, sweet dude, so let's do it." And that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and I figured since she's going to drums, I might as well just go electric, and we we want to come out. We have we had uh, some songs that were kind of, or at least one song that didn't make our first record because it was uh, really really heavy, and we just figured it'd be better to come out with that more electrically. So that was the first one we tackled, and so it's, it's a learning process. You know, this is a whole new ball game for us. So we're we're so used to acoustic being our forte, you know, and so being able to practice like this is really nice. And uh, luckily, we share a practice space with uh, our sister band, Sun Mother. Uh, shout out to them. Well, they have no choice, by the way, because I'm a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I see how but, it uh, is. But uh, yeah, man. So it, it's been really nice to just to do different things, and we're you know, getting better and better all the time. And we can only, we feel like we're just only getting better. You know, there's no stopping at this point. So We just definitely wanted to, like David said, step up our game. And uh, with our new album there, we're just kind of in the process of kind of toying around with that, writing lyrics and stuff like that. But it is the plan to come out all electric for our next uh, album that we'll record. Uh, no real date on that yet, but it's definitely in our near future. Um, and yeah, it's been really fun. It's definitely been a process for me because I'm working alongside an amazing musician, drummer, lyricist, everything. And just getting to learn off this guy has just been amazing. So I'm it's been really fun. <laughs> I'm brown nosing around to buy me an ice cream later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's been really fun and we're constantly learning. And, you know, I feel like we take things and you know, we make these goals for ourselves and we just tackle them head on and, and there's no real stopping us. So we're just kind of moving up, moving forward and getting louder. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Plus we got Zach here on bass now. So that's just making everything way better. It's kind of, he came in like super badass. Just he's, has, he's got the ear for it. Yeah. He, uh, he's learning the songs and then we're jamming together well too. So it's just coming together really well, man. That's awesome. I, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, so have uh, have the three of you guys played uh, other shows before, or is this uh, upcoming show going to be your first outing as a, as a three-piece? Uh, so our last show at Luigi's Pizza, that was our first show uh, as a trio. It wasn't like a, we didn't officially have Zach on board until, like like we said, just like three minutes ago. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we figured we'd do it li- like live yeah, pressure. I'm on surprise them, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was so that was our first show, and that was actually Zach's first show, like literally ever. He's never even been in the band. So. Yeah, hey, let's, let's speak yeah. that a little bit, Zach. But yeah. let's, let's let the people know. Yeah, Zach, why don't, why don't you say something? For you. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the experience for me. I've never played live. I've never played in a band. I've always just been solo by myself, just kind of headphones on, doing whatever I feel like doing, and. Um, when my girlfriend introduced me to Brianna, saying they needed a bass player, she said, "You have the, you have it, just do it." And when I went and tried out for them, you know, they liked how I sound, I liked how bass sounded, and we just meshed together. And you know, that first show we did, I was nervous as all, all get off, but you know, we got through it, and you know, I'm glad to be a part of this band right now. Hell yeah! Woo! 
<laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, so a couple few things I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, first of all, let's uh, let's talk about the show that you have coming up on Saturday, April twenty second at a substation. Uh, tell me more about that sick show and that uh, that sick lineup. Oh man, uh, actually, I've heard nothing but good things about uh, all three of these bands that we're going to play with. I haven't really heard much, to be honest. Uh, I've heard a little bit of uh, Bad Saint uh, on. I've been on uh, Instagram and kind of following them and i've heard some snippets of them and they sound really cool um but i'm sure all these bands are going to be good actually uh i'm good friends with uh Dwayne, uh fedor's uh, uh same practice space we practice at the rainier brewery uh so he practices a couple doors down too and uh he's a drummer of quiet so i was like oh small world we're gonna play a show together that's what's up <laughs> and uh uh but yeah man so this is going to be a really fun lineup. I think I'm like all these bands. I think actually, uh, the, the Martian Cole, I am pretty sure they're from Salt Lake city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I haven't really heard much from any of these bands, but I'm, I usually try not to look too much into them. Cause I like to be surprised when we go play a show with bands. I like to just like experience them live and kind of catch that vibe. So. Oh, yeah. that's sick. That, um, that's really cool. I like that. I yeah. like that approach. That's pretty neat. No, that's uh, that that's pretty rad. So, um, uh, so taking a step back, then, so because uh, I mean, you you've talked about kind of how your music is evolving and changing, and how the new record is going to be, you know, more uh, full on electric uh, as opposed to acoustic, like you guys have done in the past. But uh, but you guys have recently just put out your uh, very first fully produced uh, music video. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. So uh, I'll let Brianna. This is all. This is her song. So okay. So let me let me not. It was an awesome process. Um, David had actually picked the song to do, and I'm like, okay, well, that's gonna be interesting. And at the very beginning of Tramp Plan, this this was like two years ago, was the idea that we wanted to do something like this, and and really had David had most of the vision, and you know we were kind of going back and forth with a storyboard and we're having a lot of trouble finding a producer and especially a director or somebody, a filmographer. Um, we didn't know much about, you know, building a team and we have, um, Kaylee, uh, the, the lovely lady in the music video. Um, she actually went to film school and stuff like that. So we were working alongside her for a while. And this actually, the process started about a year and a half ago. We started having sit down meetings, kind of getting an idea of what this would entail, you know, what the hell are we getting ourselves into? How do we, go about you know making a good quality video on a you know falling on a budget a low budget and <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing and she gave us a lot of guidance a lot of good suggestions and then from there it was just really um struggling to find the right person for filming it um you know with us networking uh going around to a lot of the bands that we knew um just kind of getting word of mouth on maybe which direction to go um, some people to talk to, some photographers to talk to who maybe might be interested in sharing a project, stuff like that. And then finally, we eventually, um, David met the lead singer of uh, Astor House, and uh, we ended up finding out that, um, shout out to Astor House, uh, we watched Woo! their music video uh, to their song, Sweet Fragile World. And Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a rad video. Oh, fuck yeah. So, um, so anyway, Astor House uh, linked us up with Tenshi, who is the director of their music. They have a couple of music videos out. Uh, Tenshi did a couple of those for sure. And then we reached out to him and uh, got to talking and 
gave him an idea. We had literally one meeting and set a date. And we're like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to do it and see how it rides out. And gave him some ideas. He wrote up um, kind of a storyline in his mind as well for us. Um, and then another keynote to that music video is the property that we recorded on. Um, David's uncle has a property out it's in like the Redmond area. Oh. And um, it's, it's like a communal living property. Um, and everybody is really awesome. Everybody helps each other out. Uh, and there's a lot of art pieces on that property. So all of the shooting that we did was literally on one location within a 13-hour, 14-hour time span. It was one day. You know, all the shots were taken from the daylight to the nightfall. Uh, we were out there, <laughs> all those night shots, funny things, uh, and not so funny things. Um, <laughs> we're out there at like 11, 12 o'clock at night. It was like 27 degrees out while we're shooting these shots, and we're just like, playing the song over and over again and it was just like hurt i mean it was like so cold outside the battery kept dying and the camera so we had to keep doing takes over and over and over yeah it was insane but in the finished product it ended up being so worth it and the team that we ended up having was amazing the camera equipment was amazing it all just came together um you know david's uncle helping out some people from you know the community uh tenchi you know being behind the camera the whole time and Everything really came together. Kaylee just being amazing, you know, the one shot, the one take queen, you know, she's <laughs> incredible. And us just, you know, focusing and cranking it out. And finally, when we got that first draft of that video, I mean, we just were like amazed. It was like, holy crap. So big, big, big shout out to Tenchi, um, our director. And he really made it happen for us. So, so, we're, so we're stoked about that. And we're happy to have released it a couple weeks ago. That's uh that's really cool. I I really like how it turned out. It uh it it fits the tone of the song, you know, it's it's you know, I mean it's it, it's not the happiest of uh of songs there, but no, I I think the the tone of the video definitely fits that 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 darker, more melodic uh uh space that the song is in. And you know, uh Brianna listening to you earlier, you know, talking about how you guys were playing. I uh um having seen you guys before I know how hard you go on the cajon, so uh, you know having having to, having to do that over and over, I'm sure uh, wasn't a whole lot of fun because I, you know, I, I I've seen you beat up your hands and fingers pretty uh, uh, pretty extensively on that thing. So uh, so now that now that you guys have done a video, is it uh, and it and it's really cool, but. Do you is this something you guys would want to do uh, going forward with the new stuff, or would you want to go back and uh, maybe produce videos from stuff off of the new record? Um, where where are you guys kind of feeling in in that space there? Um, well, I think, and I'll let David kind of come in on this too. But just since I'm closer to the phone right now, uh, I think uh, that we are keeping our mind open, our options open. I think me and David have done a really good job where we never rush things, or to us, we don't rush certain things. And uh, our creative process is one of them, and that's a big thing. I mean, me and David have been pretty much, we're very, very, very lucky to always just just so happen to be on the same page. Um, so, you know, it's always we have time on our side, we have material on our side. Um, so I think, you know, not necessarily to focus on another music video um, to be necessarily from what we've already written. Um, it could be one of our new songs, you know, and, and with, with our bassist uh, coming in on a new thing, or we could transpose one of our old songs 
Um, and we can make a music video of, you know, an electric uh, version of something that we've already written. So we just have a lot of options. And uh, just in terms of what our plans are, uh, we haven't really settled too heavy on what the next song will be potentially, but it's definitely something in the forefront. We'll, we'll definitely be making a second music video. Um, we just honestly don't know if it's going to be something that you guys have heard before, if it's going to be acoustic, it'll probably be electric. And we're hoping on something new, but you never know how things work out. So predominantly we're going to come away from acoustic, um, but we do have that in our bag where we can always change up songs, new, old, you know, we can always set up, you know, the hand drum and, easily switch around and and in the in the further future that's kind of going to be our thing um that we kind of see right now is some acoustic some electric um and 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 it'll be fun that way and we'll have the availability of whichever songs we want to do regardless of how they were written regardless of how they came out originally um you know we have that in our back pocket so yeah it's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be interesting but heck yeah yeah i I think uh kind of to elaborate on that uh what you asked uh, earlier what's about um, I kind of feel like no matter where we go with whatever direction we're going to go, um, I feel like even if we don't kind of do a video for any other songs off of our first record, like Love Me Not, uh, uh, even if we don't do that, it, it's a, a, to me that shooting that video kind of made everything kind of feel like it came full circle in a sense. Oh, yeah. It kind of feels like a, we're, you know, closing an era on that. So we're kind of moving on in a sense. And I mean, we're still, of course, going to bring, you know, songs back you know electrically of course and just do all kinds of stuff but uh that that feels like a good closure to that era and we're definitely in that in that mindset right now too of uh trying to write new songs and we just got i'm a really slow songwriter um so i got like a a million different riffs and it's just a matter of piecing the songs together making it right lyrics and all that fun stuff so we're in that creative process again which is kind of a challenge but it's also really fun and it's like Brianna said like time's on our side so we're and now that we got Zach with us, uh, it's just, you know, more, you know, creative juices going into it. So I'm really excited now. That to the third power, prize fighters. <laughs> to the third power, squared. <laughs> I, I, I like that. So, uh, um, so I guess I got a question for Zach then. How, um, how, how do you feel about all this? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's eye-opening for me. I mean, I've, like I said, I've never been a part of, a band before like i've always played by myself in a room in a, in a living room just like with music playing i've never played with people before and like this is the best experience of my life like playing with these guys playing their music playing along with them i mean it's just it's it's heartfelt it's warming to me like being able to do this with these guys and create this music and play their music like it's just the best experience of my life and i, I feel so grateful and happy to be with them that it's just i i, I there's no words i mean I'm just so happy right now. Just I, I play this, I play this stuff, and the, the biggest smile cracks on my face. No matter how nervous I am, no matter how bad I mess up, they're always there to support me. They're like, "Hey, you did a good job." I'm like, you know, I messed up. They go, "No, you did a good job." It's like you know, they're so supportive, and like I just love it. It, it is probably the best thing ever in my life right now. We we paid him to say that. Yeah, yeah, he, he was paid to say that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so so with uh, with the dynamic the way it is now, is the is the music making process going to change? Is the songwriting process going to change? Like you know, like the themes or topics or you know, have 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 you guys given thought to what's uh, what's going to be different as you guys start making new music going forward? 
Well, I think the writing process will be, I mean, so here's the thing now that we have a, a third uh, limb here. Um, <laughs> what, but we first, when we were looking, and what was hard for us too, and we knew it was hard. It wasn't that we were trying to downplay it for anybody, but our first um, kind of goal was, okay, let's get a basis on, um, let's get them into, into playing what we've written, and that's what we need for right now. Um, once we got past that goal, it was like, okay, now we want to be able to extend, you know, now we've just with Zach, I mean, it was, he was the full process of, all right, we've jam well together. We mesh well together. We joke well together, you know, we, you know, whatever. And so from there, it's kind of building that trust of, okay, no, like if for our next album, you know, it's going to be creative between all three of us. Um, lyrically, you know, we've opened the door for not just David and I, but Zach to contribute to if he'd like. Um, predominantly, probably lyrically, it will be me and David still. Um, probably a lot more co-writing in terms of our songs. I know that on our last album, there was certain songs like Love Me Not, Fade to Gray. Um, I wrote those whole songs from start to finish. Um, and a lot of the uh, you know other songs on the album, David wrote himself start to finish. Um, uh, and then there's the ones that we have that were co-collaborated on where, um, like off key, I mean, it was literally him and I sat in my old house in my living room and went line for line back and forth. So it's like every other line is me and then David, me and the David. So, I mean, we have songs that we've co-written and, uh, you know, it, it was something that him and I talked about. We want to just kind of keep that co-writing going because we can get some really quality stuff. I mean, our minds together, just, we work really well in, in every light. So. Um, lyrically, it's probably me and David more so. Zach, you know, if he's got some stuff to throw in, you know, it's not like, screw you, you know, you're a bassist, you can't say, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, musically, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, all three of us, you know, we each bring creativity and talent to the table in each way and we all have a good ear. And, um, so it will be the three of us, uh, on, on our next album for sure. Uh, with, you know, Zach with the bass lines, you know, David mm -hmm. making suggestions for, bass lines, drum lines, you know, and outside of that, then, you know, putting it all together, it's going to be all three of us. So that, that's, that's going to be good. Uh, so let's talk a little more about your uh, show coming up. That's going to be uh, Sunday, April 22nd uh, at Substation. That's going to be Bad Saint with Martian Cult out of uh, uh, Salt Lake City, uh, along with Quiet and Prize Fighters, who we are talking to now. And um, um, what uh, what can folks expect from your guys' set when the three of you guys take the stage? What uh, what what are we in for? Oh, man. Uh, hey, wait, hey, wait, hey, wait. Before he answers that, hold on. Oh, she's got to. Okay, I cracked the beer for the homies. There it is. For the homies. Uh, you know, expecting, uh, you probably don't want to expect much, man. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. You know what? Um, actually, you know what? I'm really proud of these two, man. It's, it's crazy. It's Cause that, that, like I said, that first show we did with like all three of us was, um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. Cause it's like, you know, I'm, you know, we're sitting in the practice room and, you know, there's literally a night where me and Brianna had set up, uh, two drum sets. Uh, we used Colby's drum set from Sun Mother and we set up my drum set and we just like went to town, man. We were just, I was showing her parts and we're just kind of going back and forth and, so learning the songs like that. So it's really cool. And Zach, of course, like coming in and learning the parts. So uh, being, I guess, like having my parts already down, 
because it's pretty much pretty much playing the same thing. It's guitar is just electric. Might be a little doing a little different stuff, but uh, you know, with bass player now, it's totally different. With Brianna on the drums, it's like you don't want to just play the the drums just through it just to bullshit it. It's like you want to uh, you want to come up with the right part. So me and Brianna would collaborate with like what's what would sound best on the drums, like to complement certain parts or whatever. So that was a, but just to watch them grow and then to tighten up. And uh, especially from that, that show we did, we killed it. And uh, man, these two killed it, man. They were, I mean, drum and bass, dude, their support, man. I'm just, I'm just there, dude. They're just there to guide me. So uh, I'm so proud of them, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I can't put in the words how proud of it I am. Well, I want to kind of circle back to answer the question. Uh, what to expect from us? We will be a lot of what we've done right now has been transposing songs from our old albums. So if you've heard the album, you will be able to come to the crowd, watch us play electrically. You will be able to sing the songs. Um, but it is now off of, you know, it's not acoustic. It's not hand drum. It's, mm-hmm. you know, same beat-esque, but, you know, it, it sounds a lot prettier, a lot more flair. Um, the excitement's up even more. Um, you know, you're going to be standing up dancing. It's not, you know, so captivating where you want to just sit and stare. It's like, no, you want to get up, you want to dance. You know, the grooves are awesome. Um, you know, me and Zach just, you know, we dial into each other. Me and David have always had that. So, um, yeah, yeah, just coming up, watching us uh, groove and, you know, hopefully getting everybody groovy with us. I like that. That's uh, that's awesome. So again, that is going to be on uh, Sunday the twenty second at a substation that is going to be my homies Prize Fighters, who we are hearing from now. uh, David, Brianna, and new uh, new bass player Zach uh, joining them. Uh, They're going to be on a bill with Bad Saint, with Martian Cult, and Quiet. Um, And uh, a couple questions for you guys before uh, before I let you go into the good night. these uh, these were actually kind of various uh, variations of uh, questions I asked uh, asked you guys when you were guests on KGRG last year uh, when we had you on last uh, last May. But um, one thing I like as I'm uh, reconnecting with bands that I haven't talked to in like a year is like I I like to go back and ask some of the old questions and sometimes get new answers. I've uh, I, I've I've had that a couple times now where it's like you know where somebody is as a band now as opposed to where they were a, di- a year ago is uh, is sometimes a little different. So uh, so the, the three-part question that I ask um, all the bands that I interview is uh, question number one, what is your biggest challenge or has been your biggest challenge as a band? We'll, uh, we'll start with that. Um, I would say our biggest challenge and what makes our sweet baby angel back such a godsend, our biggest challenge was always finding a bassist. Not just to play, just to stand there and fill in, not just to sit there and listen to, you know, whatever David says or whatever. It's like, no, it was finding that dynamic as a whole, as a person, as an entity, as a creative input, as everything. That was our biggest, biggest, biggest challenge by far as a band, hands down. You know, we don't, David and I don't ever have that silly, you know, bickering or anything like that. We actually have a saying sidebar where, you know, we we hear about other bands' dramas and, you know, people breaking up and stuff like that. And we just sit back and I was talking to David the other day and was just like, hey, man, you know, we don't stir the pot. We just smoke it. 
so you know it's it's all chill and (laughs) aside from that you know we don't have to worry about that drama shit you know so uh aside from that it was just as a band for david and i it was finding a bassist and finally 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 it's been the last about two months um it's all come together so we've actually overcome that obstacle that was probably it may have been what our answer was i can't remember what our answer was for sure but Mm -hmm. if it was you know we actually can report now that we've overcome it so that's really good. Awesome. I would say, yeah, and I'll also say too, our biggest challenge now currently is uh, just getting back into that writing mode and, and uh, you know, of course, just kind of perfecting our uh, electric style. You know? So it's just a matter of doing that. And I think we're, we're on the right track right now. And how about you, Zach? Hey, for me right now, it's just, you know, just getting the hang of these two and, you know, learning <laughs> how to write, learning how to how to do all this stuff that I'm not used to doing. And, you know, I know these two, I have a lot of confidence in them. I have a lot of confidence in myself that we can all three just create something really fucking amazing. But, yeah. Oh, this. So at this point, now that you have all the parts in place, what's the ultimate direction for the band? Uh, Ultimate direction would just be to keep keep moving forward, I guess. I don't know what else to say. Uh, just keep perfecting, like keep I said, on. keep it on. Keep on keeping on. Will Ferrell style. Like, <laughs> oh, Joe Beer. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I you just you are fired. Fired. Good. fired. Because I've really been wanting to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, uh, our direction is kind of what we talked about earlier. It's just, um, you know, really getting clean, nice, just the drumming and the bass lines and just kind of putting it all together and, and focusing, uh, <laughs> focusing on just, uh, you know, creating new lyrics and, and making sure that, you know, Zach also, for David and I, making sure Zach feels comfortable and, and giving his creative input and making, you know, musically the baby, also lyrically the baby. You know, if he wants a word change, you know, we're going to be open to that. It's like, you know, just really functioning on with a third wheel level, you know, just it's it's all three of us now. So it's. Um, really just dialing it in with instead of two, just with three now and and and, uh, and projecting our awesomeness. That's, that's pretty much where our that's where we're going right now. Very cool. That's that's awesome. And and always that this is the funnest question that I like to ask folks. Uh, what advice do you have for people that um, either want to start their own bands or if they're already in a band or uh, creatively pursuing something? Uh, what advice do you have uh, for the creative peeps out there? You know, that's coming from me, for someone who came from just playing in the living room and doing nothing. You know, you follow it, you stick with it, you know. You keep your ear out there. You, you find the friends. You find the people who play. You know, you get your mind in there. You get yourself in there. You know, you never give up. You just keep going. Keep charging. Keep, you know, following that dream and aspiration of playing live, playing the music that you love, playing everything that you have in your heart. Just to be just at that one point in your life, just that you just feel so good when you get up on that stage and you're like, yes, I finally made it. I finally found the group I want to be with. I finally found the people I jazz with. I finally find you know, that niche I've been looking for all my life with playing these instruments. You know, I try so hard. I do my best. And finally, it's now paying off, you know. It's just that inspiration, that drive that can keep somebody going, you know. Absolutely. I can't even even do better than that. That's that's it. That's that's coming from, you know, that's from Zach who got to 
uh, experience. This is his first band experience, and we're mm-hmm. very lucky to have him. And 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 just on the other side of that coin, you know, if you're a band that's struggling, if you're one, two, three, five people, you know, it doesn't matter how many people that are there. You know, you just keep pushing, you keep striving, you keep fucking playing, you get in front of people, you keep projecting positivity, you keep, you just, you go for your dream, you don't ever stop, it doesn't matter, you're always going to have speed bumps, there's always going to be people telling you no, you know, me and David have been such a specialty kind of sound for the, for most of our career that, you know, it's like, we heard no more than we've heard yes, and, you know, we use that, we don't get discouraged by that, we don't. Mm-hmm take that negatively we take that positively and we just keep fucking shooting for the moon and you know like like i always say just like Lil wayne you know got reference my peeps you know no feelings you know you just keep going up and up and up and if you have that mentality you know whether something happens or not and that's what i love about prize fighters is we have the mentality of you know maybe nothing will happen maybe something will happen we don't know but we're still going to play our music we're still going to be passionate we're still going to write our you know meaningful lyrics we're going to share our experiences and then we're going to keep moving forward and i know that we keep saying that but that's really we believe that and that's how we've gotten to where we are today so we're really grateful really thankful our fans our followers our our fellow bands you know everybody who's involved it's it takes a tribe it takes a village it takes Mm -hmm. you know a foundation and we're just very very lucky and uh very appreciative of everybody who's come along the way and has helped us out and who supports us and listens to our music. So thank you guys for that. Perfect. Um, so uh, prize fighters, how can fans get access to your music and where can we find you on the social medias and on the internets? Best way to do all the social medias, everything all at once, go to prizefightersband.com. Uh, so it's prize with a Z, not a C. <laughs> uh, people are like, prize, no, it's prizefightersband.com. And then once you go there, actually, just we just updated it. So now we got our music video like at the top of it uh, should autoplay. Um, but uh, at the depending on what you're using, if you're on uh, desktop, you're all your all of our links to all of our social medias like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But, uh, but we got all of our social medias uh, at the top. And if you're using your phone, all the social media links are at the bottom. And like I said, it's like Facebook, Instagram, all that, all that stuff. So iTunes, Spotify. Oh yeah, Spotify. Amazon. He probably already said that. Uh, where else? Bandcamp. Uh, uh, Reverb Nation. Are we still on Reverb? I think so. But he uses that. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, SoundCloud. You know, we're pretty much YouTube. Any outlet, type in Price Fighters. Um, and two uh, words. Two words. Price Fighters. And we'll probably come up. So go to our webpage, you know, click the links there. Um, It should also advertise our upcoming shows and things like that. So just to stay kind of keeping up with us. Um, You can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Price Fighters Band. um, And and we keep you guys uh, up to date and posted on stuff like that, too. MySpace. We're not on MySpace. Sorry. Sorry, Tom. We're not on MySpace because I don't even know how to get on to my MySpace. He unfunded all of us anyway. What an asshole. Bastard. Tom's an asshole. Okay, that's okay. We don't need Tom. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, shout out to Tom and uh, and, oh, and, and, and and with that, uh, before I let you guys go, is there anyone you'd like to give shout outs to, or anything you'd like to promote? Anything that we might not have mentioned already? Kind of like if there's if there's a, a barrel and there's a bottom, go ahead and scrape it. 
Um, well, I'm going to probably take away one of Zach's, um, and probably for the same reason, and I'm going to steal his glory right oh, now. Oh, fuck. Alyssa. Okay. Zach's beautiful, beautiful hetero life mate. Okay. <laughs> she was the reason I randomly, I've been friends with her for a very long time. Uh, I met up with her for, I stole it. I'm, I told you. I told you. I told you I was going to do this. Um, well, because i got to tell my side of the story. I know, you can carry your side. Um, so I just want to thank, you know, my friend Alyssa, who I met up with her one night. You know, we're just talking. She asked how the band was. You know, she's always been a fan, very supportive. You know, love her for that regardless. And, you know, tell her one night, you know, yeah, we're just really trying to find a basis. We're really, you know, and she's like, yeah, you know, my boyfriend's act, like, uh, he plays bass and, you know, he sounds good and he just, he's not really played with a lot of other people before, but yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's try him out. Like we really, we really need someone. So let's, let's give it a try. And that was the best night. It turned out of my life. One of the best nights because boom, Zach comes in and it's like, holy shit. So, you know, got to thank Alyssa. We got to put her on a pedestal right now because of everything that she's given us without even realizing it. And, and maybe she does, you know, whatever. That's not the point. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Alyssa. Um, you know, and then also alongside, I, I'm going to let these guys talk to you, but just personally, thank you to everybody who, who listens to us, my friends, you know, fans, family, anybody who has the CD. Um, I know, you know, a large group of my friends has our CD. They play it in their cars all the time. And, um, you know, thank, thank you guys for always, always supporting us, the undying support. Um, you know, thank you to the new fans who even just press play, even if you listen to half of our song, you know, that's, it, it's something. So, um, and, and thank you again to the whole crew, um, the whole family who helped us made our music video. Uh, that, that was a very, very huge step for us. Um, and we are very just grateful. It's just undying, you know, love and, and gratefulness and appreciation for everybody involved with everything that we've done so far as a band, as individuals, you know, we've all supported each other. We've all been very close um, and tight knit, you know, our parents, you know, always being there, brothers, sisters, all that, everybody, you know, that's for me personally. Um, thank you for everybody who's involved with the prize fighters community. Um, we love you. And, and, and I think we all know that cause we're all really close. So thank you guys. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah, so sweet, that's fam. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah, no, I can't follow. <laughs> I don't think I think I can pull everybody's thunder. That's that. okay. You know what? Uh, <laughs> you know what she said. Um, really want to thank my girlfriend Haley. I love her so much. Uh, she's. Uh, I'm really busy uh, with work and you know oh, music and stuff. But I swear I'm not. I swear I'm not crying. Uh, <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Uh, but you know what? It's um, I know things can get kind of hard for her, uh, especially because we're, you know, when it's like I'm not with her, I'm always you know busy with doing other things. So, uh, um, but she's she's great, man. She's my rock, and you know I I feel like what I'm doing. Uh, I feel like I get a lot of support from her. Sorry, I'm stuttering. But yeah, so I really want to thank especially my in my family too. Uh, 
can always count on mom to like every single post that I make, you know? It's like, Crystal Barino, number one. Number hey. one fan right there. I mean, if, and no one's going to like your post, at least she's going to like it. Oh, yeah, we get one like. It's we Crystal get, because she yeah. is the ride or die no matter what. Everything. Love her. Thank you, Crystal. Yeah, thank you, family. Thank you, friends. Thank you, everyone in the music community as well. You know, everyone's... I think what I like about our music community is that uh, everyone... For the most part, we're all just, it's its no drama, man. Everyone just helps each other. We're all friends. It's, it's nice to not have really a competition. You know, it's just like we're all helping each other and we're all supporting each other. So that's, that's nice. But other than that, you know, pretty much what Rihanna said, just that, all that. Everybody. <laughs> all that shit. And uh, Zach, yeah, I mean, like, like uh, Brianna stole my thunder uh, on it. But, you know, my girlfriend, Alyssa, you know, she's the one that hooked me up with this band. She's the one that got me. You know, this spot, this slot, you know, with these guys, you know, they believed in me. She believed in me. You know, my family's ever always believed in me. You know, they always thought I could play music and do stuff, you know, and Brianna and David, they both, you know, saw the potential in me. You know, my girlfriend, Alyssa, she saw the potential in me. And I'm just so happy and excited to be a part of this band and have them accept me and bring me into this fold. You know, they're so tight. They've been together for so long and they're bringing me in. They're letting me play their music and create music with them. So I'm just happy I'm happy for ever, with everybody. I'm happy that the fans and everyone who's let me into this, into this, into this band, you know, I'm, I'm just excited. And this is going to be the best thing in the world for me. And I love them all. I love all of them so much. And I just, I, you know, there's no words, you know, and <laughs> this is going to be the best experience of my life. And I'm excited for it. You better be grateful. Yeah. We swear to God, you're going to get fired. <laughs> all right awesome man thank you guys thank you mike uh thank you You're kgrg welcome. um oh always God. for you know again the, the unconditional support you're part of that music community you know you absolutely you, you get to experience a lot of us fans firsthand and we are all i can speak for the entire community very very grateful for you and and the program and mm-hmm. shout out to green river you know i i did some classes there for a little bit you know holla at the girl a little bit of community college, but <laughs> that you know, again, thank thank you, Mike, and uh, for having us, and thank you, fans, thank you, you know, new fans mm-hmm. or people who may not even really like us that much, but hey, you hit play on our shit, we'll take it, it's fine, you know, and <laughs> and uh, and I hope, we hope to see you on uh, April twenty second. It is a Sunday, uh, a little tough, but hey, we are the opening band. I believe we start at eight p.m. Okay. Um, is when the music will be on, so. Uh, feel free to come out and uh, support all of the local bands. Uh, it's going to be a killer show. Awesome. Woo! Sounds great. Well, uh, thank you guys for joining me today, and uh, best of luck on the show on Sunday, April 22nd. Again, that is going to be Bad Saint with Martian Cult uh, and Quiet, along with Prize Fighters. That's going to be at Substation. I have a link to the event page on Mike Seibert Radio Facebook. Um, thanks a lot, and we'll uh, we'll see you sometime later in the future, okay? Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for having us on. No problem. You're welcome. All right. Well, take it easy. We'll talk to you later. All right. See you. All right. Bye-bye. And now, here's Prizefighters with their song, Love Me Not, off their debut album, Haunting Hearts. And check out the new music video at prizefightersband.com. And coming up, it's the story of my wife's home run baseball. The Weekend Roundup is next. You're listening to Mike Seibert Radio.
that by Prize Fighters from their debut album, Haunting Hearts. The music video for that song is now available on YouTube and at their website, prizefightersband.com. I'll have a link in the show notes, and don't miss Prize Fighters on Sunday, April 22nd at Substation, along with Bad Saint, Martian Cult, and Quiet. Tickets are still available, and check out the event page on Mike Seibert Radio Facebook for more details. Do you guys know what time it is? It is time for us to do like we do at this time every week. It is the Weekend Roundup. Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Yeah! Look at go. <laughs> That's cowbell sounds, and then a yee <laughs> sounds, and a nay. That's a horse that they're riding. Lassos. I mean, bling, 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 uh, cowbells. Uh, they giddy up and there's a sunset and then drop. What is Weekend it? roundup. Wow. <laughs> what does the cowbell say? You're going to want that cowbell. Well, uh, Lucky and I had quite the eventful week, um, enough where I wanted to talk about it and uh, and tell some stories. Uh, earlier this week, uh, like I mentioned before, we visited Rebuilding Hope in Tacoma and talked to Tasha, their executive director, uh, for the Break the Chains podcast I've been uh, kind of doing on the side, uh, you know, to help raise awareness about human trafficking and now um, other resources for uh, survivors of sexual violence as well. Uh, but they uh, they have a great facility uh, right in downtown Tacoma, right by the Tacoma Dome. Um, it's a, a gorgeous historical building uh, with lots of exposed brick. Um, it's a uh, it's just a uh, it's it's a great welcoming place, and uh, the the work they do is uh, really cool and so vital. It was a uh, it, it was just a it was a great experience, and you know I I I have to keep being careful uh, with my terminology because. Because I don't, I don't want to say it was specifically uh, fun. I, I, I'm saying doing uh, air quotes with my fingers, uh, given the subject matter, of course. But uh, but Tasha was very easy to talk to, and her passion for the work she does, um, along with everyone involved with Rebuilding Hope, was um, um, it, it was very apparent in the conversation that uh, that we had. Um, and uh, and since I'm talking about uh, Break the Chains, my uh, my side podcast, um, I. I have some conversations scheduled in the coming weeks where I will be talking to uh, some survivors of human trafficking and uh, and the sex trade, uh, which I have no doubt um, are going to be incredibly powerful. Again, that's uh, uh, not part of the you know Mike Seibert Radio Canon. These are not numbered episodes. It's uh, it's just something I'm doing um, to kind of help out and volunteer uh, my time and my voice to. Uh, a cause that's you know it's interesting in these last couple months has uh, started to become um, um, important to me and I I um, appreciate and understand uh, the work that goes into that so if I can do my little part to uh, to raise that awareness then that's that's what I'm going to keep doing. Um, I also want to let you know that Lucky and I will both be at the Black Bear Diner in Federal Way on Tuesday, April 24th, as a part of the benefit event for Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking. Um, help us break the chains of human trafficking in our community by enjoying a delicious meal at the Black Bear Diner on April 24th. In addition to helping raise awareness to this issue in our community, FedCat representatives, like myself and Lucky and some of our friends, um, will be there 
there to provide information and also uh, to register interested patrons in their sixth annual Break the Chains 5K Awareness Walk. Uh, we'll be able to register you there, right there, right on site at the Black Bear Diner for uh, uh, for the Break the Chains 5K. Again, that's going to be happening on May 19th. Um, I also want to let you know that 15% of the day's proceeds will directly benefit Federway Coalition Against Trafficking. Uh, for more info, visit the FedCat website, fwcat.org. <laughs> Um, so I'd like to close out this week telling you a story. I, I want to talk about our experience at the Mariners game, at the, the baseball game uh, this last weekend, where, uh, you know, not bearing the lead, my wife Lucky caught a home run ball. But there's a there's a lot more to the story than that. And I'd, uh, I'd like to jump back a little bit because, you know, if, if you've been with me either through this entire episode or any of my other 151 episodes of uh, doing uh, podcasts and radio, you know that I tell a lengthy story. So, um, uh, um, my uh, my brother in law at Christmas time he uh, he likes to do uh, big extravagant things for the family. Like uh, one year he he's taken us out on uh, big fishing trips. You know where there'll be like you know twenty to thirty of us out on a, a fishing boat, and he's uh, that, that's just kind of his deal. He likes to uh, kind of treat the family uh, much like his father did. You know, which uh, um, also plays into the story. Uh, so last year at Christmas time he uh, he announces that he would like to take the family out to a baseball game you know a Seattle Mariners baseball game uh, which is great you know we've uh, we've been to Mariners games before it's always a fun time at the park uh, the Mariners have not been especially good for say the last 17 years but that doesn't mean that it's not a good time it's it's just one of those things it's a, it's uh, Safeco Field is a uh, it's it's a great ballpark. It's a great place to see a baseball game, and again, it's a it's a lot of fun. So, um, after some discussion uh, with the amount of people that he wanted to uh, bring with him to this game, uh, we landed on the idea of getting a suite of uh, you know, kind of getting uh, that luxury box experience. Um, it's something we had done uh, several years ago, and uh, remember that that particular day fondly. Um, so. You know, we we thought it would be uh, it would be a really cool um, opportunity to recapture that. Um, and and of course, with uh, I, I'm sure you've run into this. Anytime there's like a big family event, scheduling becomes like a huge concern, right? You know, so like dates are being thrown around here and there, and and so the date of April twelfth lands. As as being kind of the date that we're going to do this. And my wife pipes up and says, well, you know, that's that's my father's birthday. Now, uh, Lucky's father, Ivan, uh, passed away uh, six years ago. Um, and I, I haven't talked about this on the podcast a whole lot. 
Um, but eagle-eyed listeners that have maybe been with me for a long time, they've heard me talk about, you know, like uh, kind of some of the, the the changes in my life I've done. You know, it's like I, I talked about once upon a time I used to work for an inventory service and that, you know, I, I speak in vague terms. I say like, well, it's it's time. It was time for a change, you know, and that's kind of what led to me going back to school, which ultimately led to me getting into radio, which ultimately leads me to talking to you here now. Um, When my father-in-law passed away, that really was kind of the catalyst and the inciting incident that kind of led me on that path that I've uh, that I've only spoken about vaguely um, in past episodes before. So, you know, when when he passed and he passed very, very suddenly, um, and I don't want to dwell on this too much. I just I just realized as I started talking that I couldn't stop talking about it. So uh, so just uh, kind of bear with me here. Um, when that happened, it just caused us kind of it, it sent shockwaves through the entire family. And we just kind of, you know, a, a, a lot of us kind of rethought some of our um, uh, choices in life, uh, uh, including me. You know, it's like I again, like I said, I, I I I chose a violently different path. I I I quit my job, my long term career um, and uh, got enrolled back in school, wanted to do a different career. And and uh, and again, I, I'm repeating myself. But, you know, fast forward a few steps. Here I am now. Um. I uh, and again I, I I don't talk about it a lot because you know it's uh you know I mean my whole mantra has always been everything as a broadcaster has always been having fun on the radio it's been it's been the theme of every show I've ever done and have been a part of including um uh, Mike Cybert Radio so again it's not something that comes up often but it becomes an important component of the story. And and it's funny, uh, just a tangent for a sec. I run into this in my life all the time. I don't know if you do either, but um, basically, like, you ever get the thing, like, where you don't tell a story that you should have because it becomes relevant later on and you find yourself kind of playing catch up? Yeah, I, I, I do that a lot. And I'm actually kind of doing that a lot here with you now. So anyway, my uh, um, father-in-law passed away and April 12th was his his birthday and that by divine coincidence happened to be the date that was most convenient for the family to get together to go watch a baseball game at Safeco Field okay still with me all right so um also that week it was Lucky's great niece's birthday. It was, uh, you know, she was she was turning nine. So um, uh, thought it would be cool to, you know, uh, uh, celebrate her uh, her birthday party there in the suite. You know, uh, uh, got a huge cake and and it was rad. So um, so you know, we we go. We're enjoying the game. The view is great. Turned out to be a hell of a game actually against uh, the Oakland A's. Um, you know, uh, lots of hits. Lots of runs, um, a handful of home runs. It, it turned out to be pretty darn exciting, which I I wasn't really expecting because you know baseball is uh, uh, kind of slow 
and 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 it's really kind of the perfect sport for hanging around in a suite, catching up with uh, uh, with family and I- enjoying adventures to go get sweet colas, uh, plus all of the all of the snacks and treats and all of that other stuff. Um, it was a uh, it was a really good time. But uh, but one of the other things that was arranged was you know uh, to have you know birthdays and anniversaries kind of like on the big jumbotron and our uh, suite attendant uh, takes us over to a uh, another suite kind of around the corner because it was kind of funny like we were we were kind of like in the uh, uh, right field along uh, the first baseline uh, type area Um where we had a, a spectacular view of the field, but ironically enough, you couldn't really see the screen. It was kind of like up and over. And uh, anyway, you get the idea. So, so what they did was they took us over to an adjacent suite with a better view, so that we could just see where uh, the uh, uh, the the birthday announcements would be. And it was kind of funny because there was you know there was easily thirty of us, and to kind of corral us all over uh, down the hall and into another suite was uh, was an adventure. Uh, unto itself, but I but I digress, and uh, so they start showing you know uh, birthdays and anniversaries of people we don't know, and and then I see uh, happy birthday. Ivan F. Christensen, you're missed by all, and um, I I knew that that was in the plan. You know, like once once we realized that it was going to be on uh, Lucky's dad's birthday, um, you know th- that that became the plan and as part of uh, uh, the arrangements. And, and, and at this point, I I know I'm uh, being super coy with names, and I always kind of struggle when I try to do that because I don't do it very well. Uh, but I but I want to give a huge shout out to Corey and Nikki for everything they did in arranging this. Basically, once uh, uh, Lucky's brother uh, came up. With with the idea of you know doing the baseball game, it very quickly became let's get a suite, and and Corey uh, uh, did a, a huge amount of the arrangements, and and I know Nikki did a whole lot of uh, the arrangements and and herding of cats and all kinds of other stuff as well. So um, so so I definitely want to give them a huge shout out because um, I I don't think any of this would have been possible without uh, um, with without them being so instrumental in executing the plan uh but anyway so so i see this happy birthday message uh for ivan uh you're missed by all and i just i i i just kind of and it's uh and it was just it was just uh kind of emotional for uh uh, uh for me and a, a handful of us and and of course it was cool to see uh happy birthday for layla uh, message said uh we love you princess and that was uh, very sweet for her ninth birthday and that was uh that was great as well but you're probably thinking at this point, Mike, why why are you like crying into this microphone and telling us this weepy weepy story? I I thought we were gonna get a story about a home run ball and and Lucky's fifteen minutes of fame. So so here it is. So we're we're getting deep into the game. You know we've all had uh, uh, several uh, beverages. Um, it was a uh, birthday cake time. You know uh, uh, singing happy birthday uh, for Layla. And we're all just uh, we're all just chilling, and suddenly we you know we hear uh, the 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 distinctive crack of a uh, ball getting hit real 
real hard <laughs> and uh you know uh the, the crowd is cheering and you know we look up hey what's going on and before we even realize what is happening um we see a baseball coming down full speed and it uh it hits in the suite next to us this is important it hits the suite next to us there is a sign um you know and and pretty much every ballpark has has a sign that says like hit it here in a in Safeco Field there's a hit it here cafe where there's a restaurant directly below this sign anyway it hits the uh the hit it here sign like right on the top of the bullseye hits it bounces up into the other suite uh down and then over into our suite which is right next to it um hits against the uh the railing where my brother-in-law and my uh uncle-in-law <laughs> um is uh um is sitting hits that rail and then bounces off of uh the stairs <laughs> It's so funny. I just I'm cracking myself up rethinking the story. It it basically tumbles down the stairs, slows down. I'm still eating this uh this uh cake and all I've done is just kind of look up and just kind of watch this and it just basically kind of slow rolls in front of me, passes me to where I turn around and all I did was kind of chase the ball, stuck out my foot and kind of stopped it from rolling into the next suite and those folks there was like a half dozen people they were everybody was yelling and cheering it was it was very electric but it cracked me up because like i i was just so nonchalant about it it's just like bloop bloop, bloop. i'm like oh is is a baseball i pick it up and hand it directly to lucky she starts going nuts and it was a it was just really really cool so yeah so that so that's how my wife came to catch a uh, um a home run baseball it was it was hit by uh daniel vogelback the uh the first baseman he's uh um he's in his rookie season this was actually his second major league home run he had just hit his first one uh the night before um apparently he had hit a similar type of home run in like a simulated game you know kind of like how there's like uh like a simulated golf you know you hit hit it against the screen and and it goes so so he had something like that like last year um but nothing like this and um there was a um i had mentioned the hit it here cafe sign there was a big knobby dent in the uh, top of the sign, you it was. Uh, I, I wish I had gotten a picture of it, but it was in the other people's suite, so I didn't want to be a creep and just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna take a picture of this." But no, so it, there's there was a huge dent in that. There was a, a decent dent in the uh, window sill uh, railing where uh, uh, where my brother-in-law was sitting, and yeah, so uh, almost immediately. Um, a, a guy with a camera comes in and it was just so surreal. I've, I've posted some of these pictures on Facebook, but basically a uh, camera guy comes down and he's shoving the, the camera in, in, uh, Lucky's face. And, and he's like, yeah, now I, I need you to be like super excited. And she's, you know, she's a, 
very excitable. If, if you knew my wife, she's she is full of energy and full of enthusiasm, and and it, it was perfect. So she's like, you know, following the guy's direction. He was like, you know, now shove the shove the ball towards the lens, and now and now when I tell you to turn around, you know, like you know, kind of like you know, brandish it for the crowd, you know, kind of hold it up triumphantly. Woo! It was it, it was it was really super cool. And she she was just on cloud nine the uh, uh, the entire time. Uh, the camera guy was there for a while. Apparently, she was both on the big jumbotron, which, as I had mentioned earlier, we couldn't really see uh, given where we were. But also, she was on TV. So if anybody happened to be watching uh, uh, the Mariners on Saturday night, uh, probably got to see uh, my wife doing her best uh, dancing Homer impression. You know, she had uh, her new favorite hoodie which says uh christensen blood runs through my veins uh that she received as a as a christmas present um um and and that's that's what it comes down to and this is this is where kind of like i mentioned the divine intervention comes in um we uh earlier in the day um, I had mentioned my uncle-in-law, his name's, uh, his name's Curtis, or Uncle Curtis, I called him. And he uh, he looks very similar to Ivan, kind of. <laughs> but I, I, it, was, it was a very eerie experience in that, like, uh, Curtis comes in, he's talking to somebody, and he's got his back to me. And I looked over, I didn't know he was there yet, and I see... Um, you know, he's wearing a ball cap. He's wearing a, like a like a, a fleece sports type vest. And I swore it was Ivan. I mean, it's like I, 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 I swore I saw a ghost. It was uh, because from the back, they look similar enough. They have the, the same hairdo, similar build. And it, it was eerie. I, I told Lucky that later. I'm like, I saw him. I swear I did. And and then and then Uncle Kurt turns around. He's like, oh, how's it going, young man? And, and shook me out of it. I, I was I was uh, legitimately shook. So, you know, that day on his birthday, I we had already had kind of that feeling that 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 he was there with us, that that Ivan, my uh, my father in law was there with us. And, you know, you can't help but feel that basically he kind of put this baseball in Lucky's hands, you know? So, like, you know, it hits in the suite next to us. And, of course, you know, there's, you know, gravity and impact and science and all that other stuff. But as 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 my wife put it, it basically, it went in front of her brother, which would be, you know, his uh, um, Ivan's son. Then it, oh, and I forgot to mention, it, uh, it hit Uncle Kurt in the leg. Uh, so it bounced off the railing, almost hit Scott in the face, um, uh, hit Uncle Kurt in the leg, and then rolled down the stairs. I I, I got some of those uh, details mixed up, um, but anyway, yeah. And and then ultimately, it ends up in Lucky's hands, you know. And you know, I was um, I was listening to the the. Uh, uh, most recent episode of the Autopod Decepticast, and you know something Aaron said about me and my show is that I always find a way to mention Transformers the movie at least once, and and he's not wrong. And I couldn't help but be reminded of kind of how Hot Rod gets the Matrix ultimately. You know, it's fucking spoilers. It's like it goes to it goes to Ultra Magnus. He's not worthy, and Hot Rod is the chosen one. And I really felt that that was very analogous 
Magnus for this situation. So I don't know if that makes me Ultra Magnus or if that makes me Hot Rod. You know, it depends upon how how you want to cut it. Um, but but basically that that's what it was. It, it was it was totally meant to be, and. Um, Later on, there was a, a, you know, we're still eating cake. And throughout all of this, I hadn't actually set my cake plate down. So I did all of this one handed. And uh, um, later on, there was a uh, there was a, a sports reporter that uh, that came into the suite. Uh, his name is uh, uh, Corey Brock. I'll I'll leave a uh, link to the article that he wrote for uh, the Athletic in the uh, show notes if you want to check it out. But it's uh, it's already linked up on Facebook. Uh, but you know he uh, he talked to Uncle Kurt, and eventually because. <laughs> My, my wife cracks me up like like he's such a hoot. She is full of enthusiasm and gusto, but when it comes to like public speaking and wanting to talk and stuff, she actually kind of gets surprisingly shy. Um, hopefully she doesn't mind my saying that here, but but it, but it's true. It's it's so funny. So like, you know, she was kind of reluctant to talk to Corey, this reporter, um, uh, for a bit, but, you know, she sat down with them and, you know, uh, uh, had a good time. And um, that, that was, you know, basically the story that, you know, we were there uh, celebrating her father's birthday, you know, and his, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I consider myself to be a spiritual person or at least in like, you know, maybe like a religious or supernatural uh, sense. But like, you know, like I just told you earlier, I mean, it's like I I felt his presence, you know, I I. I knew he was there with us in uh, some capacity. And and the thing with this home run ball, uh, come to find out, first, it, it traveled uh, 433 feet, which is... Uh, just uh, just incredibly long for uh, for a home run ball. But apparently, um, since Safeco Field opened in 1999, only five recorded home runs, in-game home runs, have been hit into the suite level. Uh, because, again, so it's, you know, tucked in and so far back that that it's a very rare occurrence. And I just, I just think it's so... Um, eerie it's like the, this weird uh fate kismet whatever to where it it actually hits the hit it here cafe sign and then of course ends up in uh in lucky's hands so um so there you go i mean it was uh it, it was an incredible night overall uh the mariners won uh 10 to 8 like i said uh lots of action it turned out to be a very exciting game it was incredible catching up with all the family because there were all kinds of different, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, pockets and factions of different uh, different families of the overall family. So that was uh, so that that was really really cool. Um, you know, and I and I also wanted to mention that it was um, it, it was also a, a military appreciation night. It was. Uh, uh, the the Mariners salute to service, so they were uh, uh, handing out uh, commemorative caps, uh, which I thought was pretty cool because, like you know, it's it's the it's the Mariners logo, it's the S, but uh, on in the logo and underneath the bill, it, there's kind of like a, it's the team color, so it's like you know blue and and teal, but it's kind of like in the grid style camouflage, you know, kind of like the 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 digital desert camouflage you see, kind of like on. 
on modern military uh, uniforms. And also there was a an American flag on the side. So uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool as well. And and like I had mentioned uh, earlier when I uh, I mistook uh, Uncle Curtis for uh, for Ivan for a minute, th- this was like right before the uh, uh, the festivities for Military Appreciation Night. And so like, you know, I see that and then they have a trumpeteer come out and he uh, he played taps. And uh, so, yeah, just going from one to another was was uh, uh, jarring and it uh, uh, kind of hit me in the feels. But no, it was it was really cool because like they had, you know, like they usually have like the ceremonial first pitch. But this this time they had they had a representative from each of the branches of the military uh, come out to throw a ceremonial first pitch. So it was pretty cool. There was like a, a lineup of military representatives and a lineup of uh, representative of the Mariners to catch those ceremonial first pitches. And I, I just thought that was really cool. It was a, it was a really great program uh, to kind of kick off the festivities. But yeah, that uh, it, it did kind of give me the feels when, you know, I, 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 I see uh, I see a ghost for for intensive purposes. And then, yeah, to get into the, the more uh, reverential uh, salute to service there. So that was, uh, there was that. And, uh, and, and something I hadn't talked about yet was, um, uh, there, there is a, uh, famous announcer, uh, Dave Niehaus, the, uh, the voice of the Mariners. He, uh, um, he passed away a number of years ago, but he is, you know, the, the iconic voice of, uh, the Seattle Mariners called, uh, some of their, their most famous games. And it is, get out the right bread and the this time, Grandma, it is a grand salami. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And uh, there's a bronze statue of him. Uh, uh, where basically he's sitting at his at a desk. He's got a microphone, and you know you can uh, you know you basically compose with him. And I told Lucky um, at some point that that was something I wanted to do. I wanted to have my picture taken with the with the Dave Niehaus statue. And so we go and do that. But as we're getting our pictures taken, and and incidentally the staff there were just uh, uh, magnificent. Uh, you know they know all the good angles to get the the best pictures. I've got some of those out on uh, Facebook. And Instagram. Uh, but uh, the thing that I noticed and is the dumbest thing and is the most radio nerd thing I could think of, but I'm looking at this bronze statue of uh, Dade Niehaus and he's wearing headphones, which, you know, it makes sense. He's a broadcaster. He's an announcer, you know, did uh, did radio work and things like that. But I look at them and they are the exact same headphones that I have. Now, my headphones are not special. The the headphones I have, uh, you know, they're they're uh, Sony's, and they're basically the standard industrial workhorse of radio people, professional radio people everywhere. Um, you know, and th- so they're not fancy. They're not incredibly expensive. You know, mine were less than a hundred dollars on Amazon, but they uh, they do the job. You know, like in fact, that's why I'm wearing right now um, as as I'm uh, recording the podcast. But yeah, no, um, I I looked at that and it kind of made me choke up a little bit. And Lucky's like, "What's up?" I'm like, "He's got a pair of Sony's." You know, his, you know, just just the 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 detail 
that the uh, the the sculptor, the person that that made the statue, to get the details that correct and accurate. Because I mean, I looked I looked uncomfortably close at them, and and they are they are unmistakably those. Uh, specific industry headphones, and I just I don't know I just I just thought that was the coolest thing. So uh, uh, some of those pictures are out on Facebook. They're uh, they're a lot of fun. Um, in one of them, I'm kind of pretending as if I'm doing a podcast with uh, with Dave Niehaus. Um, you know, probably probably talking about Transformers the movie or something. And <laughs> but no, that was uh, that that was just another uh, uh, fun uh, uh, portion of uh, uh, what we did while we were while we were there at at. San Field. And and again, I just I just want to give a huge uh shout out and thank you to, you know, like our, our suite attendant and you know the bartenders, plural, and uh and everybody that helped make that evening uh a, a great experience. And uh, thank you to the Mariners organization for being being so cool to us. That was a uh that was really a great time. Highly recommended, would do again. Uh, one of the questions that that Lucky has gotten on Facebook is, did we get the ball autographed? And unfortunately, we haven't, um, because, uh, uh, like I said, this all happened very late in the game, and uh, by the time uh, the game was over, uh, it was it was time to go home. I had uh, maybe one too many cans of Irish Death, and yeah, it was a uh, it, it was definitely time to check out. But we uh, um, we might. Um we might reach out to Daniel Vogelbach or the uh, or the Mariners at some point just to see if we can get that um, uh, get that autographed. Um, I mean, yeah. So I mean, I mean, there it is. I mean, it's and it was interesting watching the replay over and over because you know, I mean, again, th- this is our dirty little secret. We we weren't watching when he actually came up to bat. We only saw the impact when the when the home run hit the hit it here cafe sign. Uh, but no, that. It, so watching the replay, you know this thing's going yard because it's, I mean, again, it just goes so far. And watching the clip, you can see a reaction from Nelson Cruz, which uh, is instantly memeable. Um, he just, his uh, uh, his expression on his face was just priceless. It was, uh, um, it was really, really cool. So... And so, yeah, so uh, uh, there you go. And uh, and and I'd like to close out with the uh, the last couple lines of this uh, article again in the Athletic, uh, written by Corey Brock. He writes, "What a night! Not just for Vogelbach, but for the gathering of friends and family in the suite who got something much more than they were expecting." The ball is going up in my living room right next to a photo of my dad so I can see it every day, uh, Lucky Seibert said. So, and, and there it is. It's, uh, it's sitting next to uh, one of our uh, uh, very favorite pictures of Ivan, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And incidentally, um, seeing the, this, uh, this, this baseball in person, we were all kind of taking a look at it. You can see, uh, since it, it took a, um, a bit of traveling uh, to end up in uh, my wife's hands you can see uh the impact where he uh uh where the bat hit you can see a scuff on it where it hit the uh the hit it here cafe sign and it's got a bunch of other scuffs and scrapes on it as it kept ricocheting off all of the uh uh, the beams and windowsills and all the other stuff i had talked about and there there there's something 
powerful about holding like an actual major league baseball because it says it. it's even like imprinted well it's smeared a little bit because that's where he hit it with the bat but but yeah it actually says like official major league baseball and that's I don't know. That's pretty cool. Not everybody uh, gets the opportunity to hold one of those. Uh, uh, Not entirely unlike the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. And that will do it for this week's show. I'd like to thank you for listening. If you'd like to check out my past episodes, including those old college radio shows on KGRG, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you do give us a review, let me know. Like, take a screenshot, email me, or something. um, And I will give you a shout-out, and I'll read your review on the air. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at MikeSybertRadio. Or write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. Would love to get your feedback on the show. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. My name is Mike, and until next time... Make good choices. 